On the path two of how best can you implement the Scrum framework, Dan further spoke about continuous user development. This describes how important it is to consider and think about the users of your product always while designing. Permit us to take you through the world of the Scrum framework. That what they blame so often because somebody else told them that it's bad is the most agile framework that you can have for a complex product. The so-called waterfall, the word is not used in the article, um, came up with that article with all the steps with requirements, solution design, building, testing, and so on for very complex products. And those are the products where uh, Scrum doesn't work. It's very challenged. And uh, on page one of the waterfall article, the author, Dr. Reis, recommends a two-step process that is far simpler than Scrum for the kind of applications that the Scrum is delivering. There are only two steps, analyze and design and coding. And uh, that's the waterfall that uh, it's very, very simple. What is also uh, very important uh, in 1970s in that article is that uh, there is a strong recommendation do it twice and do it right. So it's prototyping. When you yes. don't understand the scope, do a prototype. That's not Scrum. That's not Agile. That's coming as a common sense from waterfall. The other very important advice in that article, it's uh, continuous uh, user involvement. And uh, there is a warning in the article that giving control to the development team, full control over the product will just create trouble. Again, it's not Agile. It's common sense. The scope of any Scrum team Agile team, project team, is to deliver what the customer needs. Now, that's a very big debate with what they want and what they need, but yes. that's a problem that they should solve, not the developer. The developer, yes. Uh, we build as developers, I was a developer, I'm in that category, uh, we build the right solution for the wrong problem because we assume that the, we know better than the user what they need and we don't listen to, to them that much and uh, we put priorities that we think uh, instead of what they really need. So maybe the scope is not what they need, but they understand the priorities. They know what they want first, second, third. And uh, that's when uh, this Scrum framework will work very well when the developers are not involved at all in scoping. And uh, if possible, the whole Scrum team should not be involved in building requirements. That BA that sits in the Scrum team should go to the business and sit in the business, working with the PO or being a proxy of the PO outside the Scrum team and creating backlog items. And then the Scrum team will go and work with them, priority and so on. When the business analyst is in the Scrum team, that BA becomes a developer because developer doesn't mean coder, it means product developer, part of the, the Scrum team. Yes. So then when you write user stories by the developers, they are developer stories. So what you deliver from the Scrum team are not user stories, are developer stories. And uh, that's when the business people get very frustrated that this is not what I want, this is not how I wanted. It's just because there is no clear delimitation between who does what in the Scrum environment. The Scrum team is building what is coming from outside the Scrum team. Yes. And that's what will always work. The business is defining the requirements, the difference in Agile is not that uh, we are Agile and we do Scrum. The difference in Agile is that we let the business change their mind when they need to change their mind. Not every day, but uh, at the beginning of uh, each sprint, 
we speak with the business uh, if they change anything in the backlog that they want to be with a higher priority and including that sprint yes it's not good to to change things during the sprint but we need to work with the business people to refine the backlog so they don't like the word grooming but that backlog refinement it should yes. be done outside the scrum events so whoever it's playing the role of PO and that person should be outside the scrum the product team. owner right yeah the product owner uh, it's, so when, when you speak about an owner think about your car you are the car owner uh, you paid money for the car your own money you do whatever you like with that car so if you want to scratch the window if you want to break the door it's your product you can do whatever yeah. you want of course and then compare your power over your product with what a product owner does in software development they can't put any money they can't send the car to the garage they can't speak with the mechanic they can only drive the car and even driving the car it's from this point to that point they can't even choose where they go with that car oh. that's that's the difference between a real product owner so you have the car you put money in the car you go wherever you want and the software product owner that should do exactly the same thing it's their product they own the product if they want to change completely the functionality they should be able to do that and they should have the authority to do that and then you look in your scrum team and see what authority your product owner has other than going to their manager and asking for help and that's where uh, scrum fails because the scrum framework is based on the assumption that uh, the team can take decisions you can't be self organized so it's not self managed it's self organized when you can't take any decision that's not self organizing and uh, a good scrum if uh, you want to go to the ideal world a good scrum team will have a budget authority so right. somebody whatever you want to call the role sponsor manager ceo will give them a bit of money and they say you know these are the money that uh, you have to deliver this product and then you have only checkpoints so at every checkpoint they have to justify that the money spent are reflected in the percentage of product product yes. delivered completed yes. when the money comes from somebody and that somebody can sign off even a license of $50 then you are not self organized you are not self managed you are just another project team that will go and ask approval from the manager for, for any the... expenditure yes. so that's a different uh, talk about it's it's about agile who starts who does but in the scrum team you need before you start doing scrum to look at the limitations so can you do ideal scrum if you can perfect do it as by the book but it's always better to align the ideal framework with the real world if you don't have a product owner that has authority if you don't have a scrum master that understand the role if you don't have very skilled developer that's the best way to start scrum because that's how you find out where you are comparing with the ideal world and uh, i hope we'll have a chat only about the scrum master but uh, i'll say now as a food of thought for next time that very few people know that scrum master uh, the famous servant leader was not introduced by scrum uh, or by agile uh, it was defined in 1970 uh, as a leadership or management concept and uh, when the servant leader was defined it was defined that somebody that comes from the team so emerges from the team is not appointed uh, is not uh, a management role it's somebody from the team who finds out that they can help the team better by leading them rather than doing stuff so when we put the best developer scrum master because that's a promotion we lose twice we lose because that best developer won't do what is good at developing or designing so he won't use he or she don't want to use the skills and knowledge that they acquired 
and then we also lose because we get a lousy manager we get somebody who doesn't like that role and it won't perform in the role so when the team it's implementing scrum they need to help the scrum master that is usually appointed it's sent by somebody it's hired as a scrum master to be a real scrum master they need to to speak with that person every day casual at the tea breaks and tell that person what they think that it's wrong in the process so that person can start helping them facilitating fixes yes um, the scrum master is not the project manager so not at again, all it's a lose lose you put somebody that uh, it's hired as a scrum master to do weekly reports to deal with the pmo to do vendor management that's a project manager better hire a project manager because they'll do better he's not a scrum master mm-hmm. and then they lose the focus of uh, leading uh, the team the in team. a new different way when you appoint the scrum master and you tell the team this is your boss then you already failed the scrum master is not the boss the scrum master is another team member that facilitates things escalates track the progress is not commanding is not assigning tasks he's not asking people why you didn't finish he's asking the team why we couldn't finish so yeah. that that's a very important role and uh, probably it's uh, is the key of a successful uh, scrum implementation the product owner may or may not help if you have a good subject matter expert they won't take decisions they won't um, set priorities that much they won't help with uh, money but they can clarify the scope so at least half of their job they will do very well yeah. if that PO doesn't have knowledge domain knowledge and doesn't have authority to give you money then it's a useless uh, thing and the team should just step up and do that uh, role with the PM uh, but the scrum master is something that uh, the team should work with that person and help them to be a good scrum master yeah and good scrum master is not the best developer that's uh, my uh, final warning on uh, scrum when uh, you, you hire that. somebody yeah. to be a scrum master when you put together a scrum team you make sure that uh, that's not a hierarchical team the scrum master or the PO they are not the boss of the team the team is one team everybody does what they do better the PO is setting priorities and clarifying the scope the scrum master is making sure that the process is very effective and the developers they build the developers they don't define scope the scrum master is not assigning tasks and that's the starting point if the team finds out that in that environment in that context uh, they need to take decisions they it's better if somebody is assigning tasks because people are not ready to be self managed then do it that way don't call it scrum but you know that you tried and didn't work mm-hmm. and probably again my experience is that uh, when you process uh, look at what won't work for you don't try to find what will work for you you just try what uh, you think will work but uh, learning from other people's experiences you'll find out what is not good for you what won't work so don't waste your time trying to solve that problem uh, and one one of the problems that uh, you learn from other people it's uh, what you do when the product owner is not the product owner what you do when the scrum master is not the real scrum master so don't try to do things by the book when you don't have the actual people that should perform the role try to find the solution because it will be your solution thank you thank you very much for that that's the well described overview of scrum i appreciate that but b- before i move forward i would 
I would like to ask you, you know, judging from your experience, you know, your past experience in managing projects with with the Scrum methodology, how, how would you say Scrum has helped you to, you know, to achieve success? You know, in what ways can Scrum help a team to achieve success in the project? Um, so first of all, Scrum it's a framework, it's not a methodology. will tell you step by step, and this is what I keep advocating that uh, you do what works for you. Oh, Don't right. follow. Yeah other people said that it works because maybe it worked for them maybe it didn't uh, and they just pretend but uh, i'm a big supporter of uh, scrum framework as a container it's a very good um, learning environment especially in an agile world where you don't have scope clear scope uh, you may not have uh, very good skills because it's a new technology or it's, it's a new product so whenever this world comes into picture new scrum will be one of the best maybe the best but at least one of the best uh, ways of delivering projects because new it's what even the manifesto for agile software development said we are uncovering new ways if what you do in that project is something that you did five times before or many times before or somebody else did uh just use the same uh, process if for example you migrate an application to cloud or you implement uh, a mailing system outlook these are things that were done many times by many other teams so just google and you'll find enough uh, information to plan um, and find the template to do it um, in a very safe way but when you want to do something that nobody else did then scrum is the best uh, option and it also works maintenance for operations so when uh, you have um, because that's also unknown when you have things coming popping up um, and going to the development team scrum will help uh, if you separate um, critical incidents from things that can be planned sometimes you know in production something comes and it's a severity one and uh, you have to address as soon as possible you can't plan that stuff so you need to put aside some capacity for these kind of things but uh, all the problems that can be solved uh, in a planned manner and more efficient like grouping them in the same area of the product grouping them based on, on uh, when the fix needs to go to production because for example you may have a problem that uh, came for the end of financial year you finish the end of financial year processing that problem uh, won't impact you for another 10 months you can put that on uh, to be fixed in five months rather than jumping now and fixing it for nobody so scrum works for both new product development and maintenance but you need to understand the power of the framework the power is that it gives you a structure that it's easy to understand be understood by the team yes. and uh, so it's not chaos it's not cowboy development but you also need to see what else can help you inside this container yeah thank you for that so moving forward i would just love to to know the kinds of projects you can apply scrum to is it mainly for it projects that can you apply it on construction on pharmaceutical projects you know what would you advise or can i apply it on any kind of project i want to so if you apply uh, scrum and uh, you think beyond software development first of all it's you the team that needs to think that we are not applying a software development framework so first thing if you want to be agile outside software development don't read the manifesto for agile software development don't think that that's the agile manifesto that document with four values and whatever 12 principles it's a manifesto for agile software development and the answer to your question can you use scrum uh, as a product development approach somewhere else in software development yes uh, as i said one it's construction so imagine you build a house yes or the first version of a car Uh, so something new not something that uh, it's standardized was done uh, many times you have this stand up 
of course you have a planning meeting because you do need to tell the client what they will get in the next month or next two months three months and then that's your baseline that's what uh, your increment will look like and then uh, every day you have the stand up you ask the people how they have if they need help or whatever and then you have the foreman the scrum master that uh, will go and solve budgeting problem speaking with the customer and so on so i think it was done in uh, construction since the pyramids uh, they use scrum because nothing is you know exactly how the plan uh, describes you will always yeah. find changes you change materials you find a new technology especially in a long project so construction i think they did it way before uh, software development and uh, i had a job in uh, manufacturing where uh, they use scrum without knowing that they do scrum so every morning uh, master that was the role master was not like a manager or engineer not a university graduate person but that person was managing a team of 100 people in production and they had this daily stand up where he was asking people do you have a problem uh, you know what we do today yes 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 if you think at that scale if you have 100 people you won't be able to give them tasks you won't be able to ask everybody what are you doing today yesterday because that will be half of a day just in the stand up that's the stand up was what is supposed to be coordination and risk management mm-hmm. so yeah. manufacturing yes uh if you have a car so a project that uh, you have a team of seven people building a custom car or custom whatever you want to take a product pick a product you can use scrum because you do planning then you progress according to what you committed to uh you know if you build uh, this famous car for a customer or you repair a vintage car uh yeah. you will expect the customer to come every month and see what you delivered so you had the chassis you had the engine put then uh, at the end you do the painting so you have checkpoints with the customer but in between the team will choose what they do and yes. of course you need somebody to to coordinate and uh, if there is a problem called the customer I said you know we need some direction because uh, we can't find that part so it works very very well in any domain when you get away from the software development uh, aspect because if you read the manifesto for agile software development 80% of what is in that document it's strictly related to software development software, yeah uh, progress is working software what if you don't have software you don't have progress you speak with the customer every day you can't in many other domains so again the manifesto for agile software development it's good for software development because it was written by software developers or consultants for software developers but if you look at the four values three of them are uh, not even common sense they don't apply to real products uh, individual and interactions over processes and tools uh, look at every scrum team in software development if you find a team that doesn't use jira or something similar then uh, i'll be very surprised so you don't need processes but you need a framework which is a process so yes. that fails from the beginning uh, you can't just have chaos everybody speaking with everybody you need a process like you need tools because this is what people did for uh, millennia they built tools to help themselves then you you don't need contract negotiation the moment somebody is paying money to get something you need to put that on in writing 
because that's where the pain starts uh, or whatever it's the biggest in agile at the end of the project when uh, the customer said yeah but you promised things the developer said uh, yeah but common sense we can't do that yeah but it's common sense that should have been there so having something uh, documented uh, that's a contract uh, it doesn't need to be a sign off and all but it's a contract what is really good in uh, that manifesto for agile software development uh, is the responding to change over following a plan and uh, people should read that sentence uh, with the view that following a plan means that you have a plan it doesn't mean that you don't have a plan so yes you do respond to change less uh, formal way but you do need a baseline a plan to know if you are way ahead or way behind or you deliver what you think that you deliver so yes scrum agile can be used in any other domain but don't use a framework that is for software developers all right well thank you thank you very much for that you, you really touched a lot of things and it has been well said but i would love us to talk about uh, the rules in in scrum and then you know you've been talking about some terms and you know some people might not really understand i don't know maybe we can have another session for, for yes this. i'll be happy um yes. so i'm trying uh, for your audience i'm trying to tell people uh, the dark side of agile and scrum um, i do agile for maybe 30 years now i was lucky i started in an organization that was using this kind of approach i'm doing uh, scrum and xp for now more than 20 years um if they were not good i wouldn't yeah. use them but right. uh, the fact that i use that's the proof that i believe in them but none of them uh, are silver bullets uh, you need to adapt to the situation and uh, you need to learn much more than uh, 10 pages document if you want to be a good scrum practitioner yes, of course thank you very much Dan. thank you my pleasure it will be great to have you again on another session so. yeah Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Speak Fidget Management Podcast. We, we trust you had a great listening time. All episodes of the podcast are jointly prepared by Adekunle Ayodele and Oyewole Uluwatosin. Until we meet again on another episode, keep speaking project management.